one comes in. Back and forth with Pacioretty. Now Stevenson kicks it in. It will count. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. From the draw, Nicholas Haig rifles it home. One-time shot from Haig. Vegas ties it 3-3. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace out here, Parkway Tavern, inside the district. Get down here. I'll be here all night watching the game, pregame, intermission, postgame, all that coming up for me from Parkway Tavern inside the district. Make sure you get out here. Millard and Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Getting at it, getting ready for this one. Uh, end of a mini two-game road trip. The, uh, the shortest... Can one game be considered a road trip? I guess it's a trip. But, uh, oh, yeah, and you're going but, on the road. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't really feel like it. just feels like you're getting out of town for the day. Uh, but to a two-game road trip away. trying to come home, uh, balanced off at one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Remember, they kind of went through this scenario uh, last week when they uh, went out and uh, lost to St. Louis and then uh, were able to bounce back the next night uh, right before Thanksgiving against the Nashville Predators. Uh, they fall to uh, in, a, in a really spirited game uh, the other night in, in which uh, I, I thought there was a, a lot to like about uh, what the Golden Knights did, but uh, in the end, can't come away with the victory, and uh, the Anaheim Ducks were, were full marks for scoring a bunch of goals. Tonight uh, should be should be better. Tonight is a, a one that's uh, circled in the uh, in the schedule of okay, we got to win these these games against Arizona, and it's not just you got to go two and one against Arizona or, uh, or or play well against Arizona and hope that uh, that you you come out with the results. This like six points against Arizona this year. Yes, yeah, ab absolutely. That, that, that's what you need. And I, I don't consider it uh, as much a trap game because of where they're coming from and, and what they've gone through with the injury. Uh, I think that every game is uh, they're in that mode where it's a scrap to pick up the points. So I'm not worried about that fallback or that uh, psychological letdown uh, going against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I'm more concerned about can you see uh, a little bit better play defensively and then the continuation of the power play looking as great as it has uh in the last couple of games with Pacioretty back in the fold yeah I, I don't know that this is a trap game so much as it should be a springboard game for the Golden Knights like this is a game you circle on your calendar because you have struggled defensively you have had a couple of games in a row where you've given up some goals you've had odd man rushes against for the Golden Knights against a, a team in Arizona that doesn't put a lot of shots on net and a team in Arizona that doesn't score a lot of goals uh averaging just under two goals per game this year. Uh, this is an opportunity for the Golden Knights to clamp down defensively, focus on that structure, and have that kind of inform their offense and, and allow them to kind of create uh, the good habits that they're going to need moving forward throughout the month of December. Yeah, priorities today are points, two points. And, and I'm still in that, that realm. I know Pete talked uh, last week about uh, maybe turning the page and, and it being about the process a little bit more mm -hmm. than it has been early on in the season where the, the number one thought was any way possible, find a way to get a point or the victory out of a game. I still think when you're, when you're outside of a playoff position, points and wins are, are the most important thing. 
knowing that it's against Arizona, though, I think the two points are closely followed by can you show that you're making progress in that process of, of playing better defensively? You should be able to. And if, and if you don't tonight, then, then there's some red flags. So I, I, I think that this is, uh, this is an opportunity, a real opportunity, to, uh, to do a, a deeper dive on the overall picture. But at this stage of the season, when you're after Thanksgiving and you've gone through the ringer uh, with the injuries and you're outside of playoff position, you, you can't afford to walk out of there with anything but two points. And that's why I continue to focus on that being the number one part of, of, of this team. And I'll, I'll be flat out up front <laughs> with everybody. Okay. I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where I'm on the page of process. Process more important than, were, than result. Were you there last week? I, I, I was re- reiterating what Pete was saying okay. and talking about how Pete was there. This, this team right now, uh-huh. And how fragile it is with injury. Like Mark Stone mm-hmm. going into the boards in Anaheim yep. was a shocking moment for me where I just held my breath and went, not again. There's a couple of other words too. But really? it, it just was that, fun. that just shock yeah. of seeing Mark Stone, who missed a dozen games, uh, down and writhing in pain again and... Yeah. Because it, it it never really crossed my mind that the, that there would be another one mm-hmm. because they've had so many already. Oh, you got to change that mindset. So, so th- the thought that there would be another big one. Yeah, I can't even say the word. Is it was was parked in left field? I had shielded it. I had blocked out that uh, that thought process. Uh, so seeing that. Tell and, and knowing where they are in the standings, and it's not bad, but it's it's instead of padding a lead right now, which is where I anticipated this team being, uh, gauging that they would be healthy uh, to start, mm-hmm. that going into the middle of January, it would all be about uh, being able to rack up as many points and distance yourself from the rest of the division and being able to uh, use your uh, your roster as uh, efficiently as possible when the games start uh, you play your busiest month in March. Uh, that, that, that's no longer the case. Now it's try and scrap, claw, and, and scrape your way to every victory possible. And if you're ever to the point that you go on another big heater mm-hmm. and you can start talking about process, fine. But that's, that, that's my – I look at it very differently than the coach. Because sure. the coach is looking at the Stanley Cup playoffs and and trying to make sure that your game's in the in the right space. Yeah, I am instead looking at the standings, going, got to get two points. Got got to find a way to get get two points. And our our responsibilities uh, are 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 slightly different too, where he's got a little bit more on his shoulders than I do. Yeah, I I tend to look at it through the lens of of where Pete DeBoer is looking at it. I think that the process, if you improve that, it'll lead to more wins. And I I think that's kind of the argument, right, is uh, if you focus on the defense first, and this has generally been a team that has been really strong defensively, if you start focusing in on not allowing three, four, five goals per game, as we've seen the Golden Knights over the last couple of games kind of go in that direction, uh, then it, it kind of alleviates some of the issues that, that you have in, in terms of pressing for offense. So uh, 
I, I understand what you're saying in that the Golden Knights need points. You're only two games over 500 right now. Uh, you came into the week four, game, uh, four games over 500, so that takes a dip. And when that happens, you start to get uh, a bit desperate for points. And, and like I understand the, the idea of, of wanting points no matter what. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, the, the process has to start looking better for the Golden Knights. And if you get the points and the process improves, I think that's just kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. I... It's easy like, to Darren, say. They're not, they're not going to win. They're not going to win games if, if they don't get better defensively. No, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and as much as, as much as winning however you can is important here, you have to put yourself in a pretty good position. And this team has enough players back in the lineup from injury, and, and hopefully Mark Stone's able to go. He is a game-time decision tonight. Uh, if they don't get better defensively, it's going to be more of the same, inconsistent results. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm not worried about the defensive side of the game. And I might be in a total minority on yeah. that side. Like Anaheim winning the, the way they have in, in the last two games is specifically – Leads, give it up, find a way to win in the end. That, like, that's a team that really has to buckle down on the foundation of playing good defensive hockey. But they're in a state of their development and the rebuild where you're going to have inconsistencies because of who's in the lineup, because it's a new team with a young core. Yeah. The players that are in this lineup right now, and are coming back from injury and might be two weeks back from injury. It might be five days back from injury. It might be three weeks back from injury, depending on whether you're talking about Theodore Stone or, or, or Pacioretty, and, and then there's a mix uh, in and around that uh, as well, more guys to come. Uh, like they're, they're all veteran guys yeah. who know how to do this. And... I think that, that it's already ingrained in them. And when it comes time to do it and put it all together and everybody's back and everybody's comfortable and everybody's uh, on the same page and they, they know uh, what the stakes are, fine. But you know what I'm seeing a lot right now hmm. is what we saw in the first five games. <laughs> and, and that was uh, a casualness to their game. Yeah. And a less urgent, lack of urgency, and you saw that in in a in a one and four start where there was a couple of games that were like just plain old stunning. The the game in in Los Angeles for sure, sure. where they did themselves a disservice as much. I think. And then there's there's a couple other games, uh, the 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 St. Louis game where you thought, oh, you know, they they just there wasn't the urgency there. Um, against Edmonton, there was 12 minutes where. They just got away from their game. But the rest of the game was really good. And, and so there's uh, the, the game against Anaheim. Like, they, they, they gave up five. They scored five. A, a little bit more urgency. And they win that game. And so what, what it's, can you flip a switch? I think you can when you've got a core like this. Flip a switch. And, and I would like – I'm not as, as – uh, concerned or hyperventilating about, and that's a big stretch between concerned and hyperventilating, sure, uh, yeah. breathing into a plastic uh, or a, a paper bag. But uh, I think that, that it's easier to fix, especially on this team, to take care of the defensive structure that mm -hmm. they've struggled in the last couple of games 
than it would be finding offense. And I'm really impressed with the offensive part. And just a couple of uh, right turns of the, the screw in the right places. And, and things are firmed up enough uh, on the airplane, and you're back to soaring. I mean, I, I don't disagree with, with most of what you said. I, I just I, I do wonder it about flipping the switch because this isn't new, right? Like, it has not been a new discussion surrounding the Golden Knights about defensive responsibility. Like, that, is, that has been kind of a, a refrain that we've heard over so, the last Since when, weeks. though? Over the last two weeks. Well, that, but that's, that's two weeks where, where the roster is absolutely fluid. No, I, I mean, I hear you, but you would, you would imagine that, that you, know, you come off of two games where odd man rushes, do you in against Edmonton, and you, just, you, you sacrifice defense for offense against an Anaheim Ducks team that wants to play that way. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it's something that, that you know, is easily fixable – something that you can flip the switch, flip the switch, because that's what's going to lead to more steady results and wins. I honestly don't think you can judge this team. You're, you're far away from judging this team, and if you want to use two weeks or three weeks uh, as the timeline before I'll start buying into it, take your pick. Uh, I'll give you before Christmas, but uh, not much before that. When you can actually sit down, look at this team, and go, Let's evaluate game to game and, and say what's right, what really needs to be tweaked, what seriously has to be addressed. The, the first eight weeks of this season has been treading water, and they've, they've been able to do that. Now, it's, it, it, we all want things to turn quickly when players get back, and yeah. we've watched it turn quickly in the power play. It's been so much uh, more dangerous with Max Pacioretty in the fold. But with, with all of that uh, being said, uh, there's other parts of the game that, that are just still, to use that word, fluid. Mm-hmm. And when you get William Carlson back, when you get Alec Martinez back, uh, when you get Nolan Patrick back, then uh, I, don't, I don't need to wait for Jack Eichel. We can evaluate this team way before Jack Eichel plays a game. But I still firmly believe that that you need to be uh still on the on the platform of its results now evaluate in three weeks with this club and the 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 last week with the the up and down uh in in the middle of games against Edmund they they they're the only team that's kept Dreisaitl and McDavid off the score sheet all year Mm -hmm. and we talk about odd man rushes in that game and there was a lot of them but one of them they're the only team that's been able to do that. So uh, when, when I hear uh, criticism of that game, I roll my eyes because I mean, I th- you, you're the I only team that's done it to the top two players. And you lost the game. Like, I think it's fair to criticize that game because the odd man rushes do you in. You did such a great job in every other aspect of the game and shutting down McDavid and Dreisaitl that if you eliminated those mistakes from your game, you win that game. But it's not a perfect game. I, it's it's not a perfect game. It's a but it is a missed opportunity against oh, one of, the, one of they, this this division's best teams. Hey, and, you, two weeks ago, Edmonton, mm-hmm. you you hold those two guys off the scoreboard. Yeah, you think going in, if we can do that, Drysaddle and McDavid don't pick up a point. Yep, I'll, I'll give myself eighty percent chance of winning that game. They came close, they didn't do it. You, you play a game like you did against Anaheim where you score two power play goals yeah. and two shorthanded goals, uh, then you think, 
you know, there's probably an 85% chance that we're going to win this game. There's a 97% chance you win that game. Dad. And you didn't. Yep. And, but you came close. You lost, you lost on an empty net goal as the game-winning goal, as, as goofy. So uh, I think it's more, and I'm rose-colored glasses. You guys know that, 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 that I'm uber positive with, with, with this stuff. I know. I don't, I don't believe that. Ghost Pepper Mallard. That's yeah. my new nickname. They're not gold. They're they're not rose. They're gold colored glasses. There it is. Gold. Yes. Thank you. Uh, but I'm gonna go GPM for Ghost Pepper Mallard. Uh, no, I, I think I think I like Darren Rose Gold Glasses Mallard. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like you know it. what? My 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 daughter's uh, birth middle name was uh, was Rose. That's awesome. So I I I, I will t- I will I will take that. Yeah. Uh, you you know I'm positive, so I'm I'm coming at it from like the the extreme end of this. Sure. Uh, that you could have easily won one of those two games, and you, you find is is it good that you lost? No. Should you learn from it? Yeah. Do you have to tighten up a bunch of things? I've I've listened to Robin Lanner say on back to back post games <laughs> that this has to stop and we have to fix it and we yep. have to fix it soon. Yeah. Like he's not he's not. Uh, when when Robin Leonard and your goaltender speaks like that, then there's some concern going going around. But I would I'm I'm far more positive about this team uh, losing that the way they they have the last two games and being able to fix it by getting better and more responsible defensively than I would be if they were losing two one and not being able to find that extra goal. I think it's encouraging. I like the goal scoring. I just want them to tighten things up defensively. And, I know. And again, and I want a pony for Christmas. Well, I, I think one is significantly um, more likely to happen than the other, unless well, because I don't me. have I have that artificial yeah. turf, and that's not good for their tummies. Y- you shouldn't have artificial turf with a pony. That's ridiculous. Yes. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? That's terrible. I was uh, at no, the uh, I, the rodeo today, and I, I'm, I'm I'm full in in my uh, my uh, equine. Uh, uh, thoughts and environment. It was. It was did awesome. Did you did you get on like a mechanical bull or anything? There was one there. You didn't. There's uh, there's two of them there. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time I saw somebody of uh, that I that I knew get on one of those, it yep. was sort of a buddy by uh, arm's length okay. around, and uh, it was and an acquaintance. That's fine. It was an acquaintance. Yeah, yep. I didn't really like the guy. So sure. uh, so when I say when I say this, you'll, you'll understand this. Uh, he he suffered a broken pelvis on it. Oh wow. Yeah. And I, I might have been like the only person out of the twelve of us that were in the group that mm-hmm. didn't go over and help him because I'm like, yep. yeah, you deserve it, you jackass. That uh, uh, doesn't surprise me. No, no. So, but uh, but uh, so, but I did see the mechanical bull, or it was like, it wasn't mechanical. The the guy just shook it or pulled it, and it and it and it <laughs> did it went around. And uh, and I my fourteen year old daughter, she's uh, she's into the the ponies and the horses and rides. Yeah. Uh, I said, do you want to go do that? And she's like, are you crazy? No way. So I was, I was very glad that, that we oh, didn't. Oh, my kids would have been all the, uh, over it. They'd have been yeah. all over it, man. Like, could you, can you imagine, like, you're, you're – so I'll put it in rodeo terms. You're, you're riding uh, saddle bronc bareback or, or, or bull riding, yep. and, and you're, you're just holding on uh, as, as, uh, as come from away is bucking like crazy. And you're just holding on, but you, you hear the horn and, and you make your ride, or you're in perfect shape and you're bucked off a second and a half before the horn, and you get a, a no score. What do you want? You want you want to just find a way to get points. You got to put points on the board. That's where they are. They're riding the bull right now, wow. and and they don't have all their best stuff, and they've got an aching shoulder and a bad knee. 
and a wonky lower back, and they're just trying to find a way to stay on for those eight seconds and, and produce a point and take their chances in the next go around. There's a metaphor. <laughs> also, just, just I've noticed something about you. Yeah. You use the word wonky more than any human I've ever met. Wonky? Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, not, it's not like a bad thing. I'm just, I'm just picking up on the overuse of wonky. Wonky's a good word. I, it is. I, no, it's, it's I a, probably it's do a use it word. more. It is a wacky word. Things went it, wonky. And, and, it's, and it's a very um, uh, multi-use uh, word. Yeah, for like sure. You can, you can throw that thing into all kinds of things. My, my computer's wonky. Yeah. Uh, Chapman's had a wonky week uh, at the board. Oh, you, d- you didn't hear us yesterday. That one. You should have heard us yesterday. I used to use the word wonky quite a bit. My floor uh, in my old apartment was very wonky. We, uh, we did one-timers yesterday, and McCormick and I were in Studio 31, and Chapman was at the uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, uh, yep. Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, and we were trying to – he wanted yesterday to put the little separator between the tub, sub, subjects in, yep. in one-timers, and I couldn't really figure it out. Like, I'm not having the greatest week, all right? I'm a little bit foggy. I'm out of it. Uh, and I'm having uh, a wonky-ish week, and we weren't on the same page yesterday. So every time I paused, not like he was not paying attention, and every time I didn't pause, he was paying attention and played the the, the sounder. But I think we're going to be better today in the one-timers. Good. What time are one-timers? We can do it at 5. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of counting on the fact that we were off. Because we're only on the air until 5.30 today, right? We are only on well. You are only on the air with me until 5.30. I right, right, right here. Yeah. yeah, and then we all go do our, all of our other jobs. Yeah. Chapman, you would, you, would you concur that we were not quite meshing yesterday? No, we were definitely not on the same page, Darren. I mean, you guys were missing the glue. We That's were. That's my fault. No, no, no. McCormick, McCormick is pretty is a good glue guy, I think. He, he was good. He, McCormick was fascinated yesterday because uh, Chapman's mom got nabbed <laughs> for speeding in a school zone. Yeah. I, yes. I, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, she was going 37, 37 in a 35. Okay, well. Well, during the school zone, is, it was it was 25. But the so, problem so, was she, okay. she didn't really know she was in a school zone. But then, but then so so Chapman uses uh, the legal minute with Sam and Ash, our friend <laughs> Sam and Ash, uh, SamandAshLaw.com, yeah. to try and figure out a way to get his mom out of the ticket. And yes. they are great. They are awesome. We find out that Chapman's actually been back to the scene of the ticket. He's taking pictures and wow, uh, et cetera. Chapman. We're not going to go through the whole thing. Oh, but my we, mom. We, 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 we realize that it's Magnum P.I. Chapman uh, <laughs> is, well, that's, is that's, doing this whole thing. That's where the nickname but, um, comes from. And, and, and out of that, it comes out that, that Ash uh, got into law. Her first experience was she she got uh, tagged for speeding, uh, going like eighty or eighty five in a fifty five zone. Really, and got knocked down to a non moving violation. Beautiful. So, and so McCormick's sitting here, and his yep. jaw drops. Sure. Like, how good are these people? Our friends Sam and Ash, Sam and Ash Law Like, how good are they that she gets a ticket for? Like thirty miles an hour over the speed limit yeah. in in a in the Pennsylvania Turnpike, mm-hmm. and gets it knocked down to a non-moving violation. You're thirty miles per hour over, yep. and then you get the ticket for not moving. Yeah, it's great. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now I will say this about McCormick: he uh-huh. actually did anger Dan Duva yesterday. So he he did do something. He he kind of he kind of annoyed Dan, and 
Well, big rivalry there. Well, well, understandable. <laughs> but every time I have Dan Duva on, or we have Dan Duva on, I try to play Bruce Springsteen because A, he's from New Jersey, and B, yeah. I, I know Dan Duva is a massive, massive Bruce Springsteen fan. Would it surprise you if I told you that he really doesn't like Springsteen? He just goes along with it. No, uh, no, no. That's there's there's no I, way. I know that's not a thing, but I'd love it to be. That's what I heard. I heard that he just goes along with no, it because everybody really? expects him no, to like Springsteen. There is no, but down deep down severely. inside, he's like, "Well, like, can we just talk about hockey instead of all this music stuff?" Well, <laughs> I, Springsteen. I, I don't doubt the fact that Dan. When he's when he's coming on a show to talk about hockey, I don't doubt that he wants to talk about hockey, but I I, I don't think that I can buy he's not yeah. as into Springsteen well, as he well, brings and the, as he lets on. The thing is, we were I played Bruce Springsteen. Santa Claus is coming to town, which of course is is Yippee. you know one, one of his his great Christmas little songs. Early, little early. No, it's not. It's not, it's not early. It's December, it's bro. Come on, we're good. So, bro, he, yeah. <laughs> So he starts talking Chapman, over what was Bruce that? talking to Clarence Clemens. Oh my god. And Dan gosh. goes, you know, you know, you you, you know, uh, Brian, you just started talking over Bruce talking to Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> and so of course went Chapman, off on a you whole other conversation. Me back to high school in California. What the heck? Bro. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I feel like I should I should throw my rollerblades on and hit the half pipe. Like what is that? There you buddy? go. Like, my you goodness. <laughs> drop a dude and we're right back in the middle of Fast Times at Richmond High. Well, that was a great yeah. movie. When was the last time you watched that? Oh, I wa- it was on HBO the other day. I I literally anytime I see it, I will wa- I know the whole movie basically by heart, but I will sit there and watch it every time. It's one of my favorites. How much awesome. do they have to cut out? On HBO? Oh, cut- HBO, I guess you can run yeah. the whole thing. That, none, yeah. None of it? Hmm. Yeah, I like it. So Jack Eichel was on the ice yesterday. He was. We'll talk about that in the next segment. He may have started a trend, too. I think he did. And uh, the other great thing about being on the ice yesterday, mm. did you guys notice anything about uh, where he was skating? No. Did you guys watch it a couple of times? I did. I didn't watch it a couple of times, but I'll take a look at it in the break. I know okay. he was not skating in Vegas. Take a look at it, and I want you to give me your... Uh, observations. That's when we continue. Jack Eichel on the ice, and he's starting a trend. Plus, uh, we will talk about uh, tonight's result and what it goes into making a victory. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and No desire to play the piano, but I really admire people who can. Those dueling piano places, you can really tie one on those places. Uh, put your money in the jar and just uh, get uh, get right at her. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace and Chris Chapman. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Uh, there's a couple of things we want to get to. The Coyotes will host the Vegas Golden Knights uh, tonight. Uh, that... Uh, pregame show will start at 5.30, so a half hour of the VGK Insider Show will give way to the pregame show with Ryan Wallace, and then it's Darren Elliott with Dan Duva tonight, mm-hmm. face-off just after 6.30 on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the Vegas School Tonight's radio network. More on the lineup and the decision to go with Laurent Brossois in just a little bit, but big news went on the internet yesterday, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media platforms capturing 
sighting uh, sights of Jack Eichel on the ice in Carolina. Now he was just doing some twirls out there. Mm-hmm. He was uh, not doing any any hard laps or anything like that, but uh, some magic the the stuff that we saw anyway, uh, which was about 15 seconds uh, yes. of Jack Eichel on the ice. And when Jack was going to have the surgery, he spoke to several outlets, and one of them uh, said uh, he told them that he would be on the ice in and around six weeks sure. uh, after the surgery. Well, yesterday was 20 days. So that, like, I'm, I'm trying not to hard uh, read too much into this, Yeah. but that's significant. You're, I don't know, 45% ahead of schedule in, in that area. So that that's really encouraging. And just 20 days... Like the, the the initial recover recovery period was thought to be ten, mm-hmm. uh, twenty. He's on the ice, and, and that uh, that kind of catches me off guard. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's certainly encouraging and positive yeah. to to see Jack on the ice. I, you know, when I saw the video, the the first thought that I had was, man, it's got to be fantastic for Jack Eichel to go out there and skate, right? Like. When when you factor in and and yeah he was he was still working out he was still doing stuff while he was with the Buffalo Sabers awaiting what his future would hold, uh, but I I can't imagine what it's like to hit the ice after having the surgery getting out there for that first time, um, and, and doing it ahead of schedule I just I think it's 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 massive and he's got to be just over the moon about you know the fact that he's he's a bit ahead ahead of schedule and he's on the ice again and he started a trend. Nobody, no hockey player had ever had artificial disc replacement surgery before Jack Eichel in Denver. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now another player follows it. So we've got two in the last 20 days as uh, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, uh, granted permission for Tyler Johnson to have the procedure. Yeah, I, and I think that's, that's massive, right? Like, there was so much kind of going on in, in the background of, uh, about the Jack Eichel trade and, and the, the steadfast desire for Jack and his team to get this surgery for, for Jack. And, and really, you know, it's important to be, uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. It's not important to be the first one, but it is important to get the first one done because if you start to see positive results, if you see players uh, that are back in the league that are able to play uh, to their capability, then what was once thought of as no way because it's new and hasn't been done in this sport before, if you can get guys to go through it and, and it becomes something that's that's an option on the table for everyone else, uh, that just makes it you know more cutting edge for, for some players to get procedures. I think this is massive for the league and for players, uh, and Jack Eichel is, is leading the charge there. It's hypothetical because I don't think you know, and I know I don't know. Yep. But... Do you think Tyler Johnson has this procedure, the ADR surgery, or does he have the fusion surgery if the Jack Eichel situation doesn't occur? Um, what's, your, what's your gut? I My mean, gut I, is that he has the fusion surgery. Yeah, I, but that's probably where I lean because, you, you again, I, I think there's a lot of risk uh, in being kind of the first guy to go through it, the first guy to do it. And, you know, when when – you know, you got a chance to talk to Jack, and, and I think everyone was kind of impressed by just how knowledgeable he was about this procedure, what he was doing, and how much research had gone into it that, you know, 
if you're going to be the first, you have to be you have to be sure that this is the direction that you want to go. Uh, but I do think it opens up the door for a lot of other players that might be dealing with something similar uh, to explore that, whether it be right now in the off season, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's just another option on the table for NHL players, and, and that's that has a lot to do with Jack Eichel. Deeper dive now. Yeah, I'm sure Tyler and Jack talked. Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Fully confident that that occurred yeah. uh, after Jack went through it. Number two, the part that makes me think that Tyler would have had, Tyler Johnson would have had the fusion surgery, is, is just hesitant because really Jack hasn't done anything yet. Like all he's had is the surgery. Yeah. So if you were really waiting to see what happened, you would probably wait a little bit longer. So now I'm like back into well, I don't really know whether whether Jack like the the Jack having the surgery would have influenced uh, all along and maybe it was maybe it was just the Buffalo Sabers that didn't want this and most others are are fine with it could it be that fact certainly on the table I, I mean you know again I there's a lot of of kind of going around the circle around the wagon yeah. on this one and and you know there's a lot of different uh ways to view it i you know again i feel like this was a a missed opportunity for the buffalo sabers to try to make things work with a player that they drafted to be the face of their franchise and i for whatever reason that that they that they were steadfast in their belief that fusion was the way to go uh, that's kind of the direction that it went. And, you know, for Jack, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to get into a situation where he had the surgery that he wanted because, you know me, I'm all about the players having the choice in, in what procedures they have. Um, but, I mean, the, the Tyler Johnson one's interesting. I think it opened the door. I think just the, the fact that Jack underwent the procedure, everything seemed to be good, obviously, with, with the way the procedure went. Maybe Tyler Johnson and, and his camp kind of had an idea of, of – Jack Eichel being ahead of schedule in his recovery, and maybe that leads you down the, the rabbit hole a little bit more. But um, I, I don't think we're ever really going to know, like what, unless we, you know, we get an we get an interview or something like that with Tyler Johnson where he says I was influenced by what Jack was able to do. I just still think that it opens up the door for this procedure for more hockey players down the road. And it wasn't like Tyler just suffered the injury; he hasn't played in a month yeah. or more. Uh, since before Halloween, so uh, he's he's been out. He's been able to do his uh, research. They did try different areas of rehab and uh, everything that, uh, from the sounds of it, that, that that Jack Eichel went through. When when we kind of look back at this, though, like two players have had a procedure that's never been done before this season, uh -huh. and they they've both had it in the last 20 days. It sure looks like the Buffalo Sabers. Like, are are going to be evaluated on this in a a less and less positive light as it goes on. Mm -hmm. That that was their line in the sand that they weren't able to to get past this when two players, including the one that you were in the in the uh, confrontation with, yeah. uh, have that surgery, and and who knows, maybe more have it uh, have it this year. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely spot on there. Like this, how Jack returns and then subsequently how Tyler Johnson returns and whether or not 
more players get the artificial disc replacement should they need that, should that be something they need to explore. Uh, the more this becomes commonplace in the NHL, I think the worse it's going to, to be and feel for the Buffalo Sabres. And that's, that's something you're going to have to get over. Yep. And you're going to have to get past. And, boy, is it, uh, it going to be key that Peyton Krabs and Alex Tuck work out for them. Oh, and, 100%. And that's going to be pressure. Like Krebs, Krebs had pressure coming in here. Mm -hmm. uh, Tuck was able to work his way through the misfits and, and get to a point where he was the X factor and, and come in. Uh, but I, I don't think either one of them has had that kind of like real, we trade a Jack Eichel for you kind of pressure. And that's, going, that's only heightened by the fact that others are having this ADR procedure and not just Jack Eichel. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money there. You're going to need Tuck and Krebs to be as advertised and maybe better than advertised uh, in order for this to, to kind of, you know, be a trade that you're always going to lose a Jack Eichel trade. That's just plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, but in order to make it look a little closer, you're going to need those two guys to perform and perform incredibly well for a long time. Uh, when you watch the, the video of Jack Eichel skating in uh, North Carolina, did mm -hmm. you notice anything uh, on that video? I mean, like I noticed a lot of things. I noticed that he's wearing a Golden Knights practice sweater. Yeah, I noticed check. that there's a big X on the ice for, Ooh. you know, X Factor. Do you think that was uh, that was for him? Uh, no. No, that was Alex Tuck that was the X Factor. So that would that. Well, be. I mean, Jack Eichel's pretty much an X Factor for this yeah. season, right? Like he mm, comes yeah, in, he can point. be absolutely everything that this team needs to get over the hump. Um, I noticed a guy skating on the ice that, you know, I think was just trying to learn to skate because there's a big learn to skate banner up in the uh, You're in not talking about Jack Eichel. No, 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 no. There was another guy on the ice that was learning to skate, which is fine. Like, maybe he was getting lessons. I don't know. Okay. So, um, so, so that, uh, that idea that there's another guy mm -hmm, yeah. on the ice. Yep. What, and, and trust me, like, Jack's not going out there during a learn to skate program. Jack's no, no. out there yeah. like when he's got got the ice sure so i wonder who who this other person is that skates through the bottom of the screen who how would chapman did you watch the video and see the the, the yes other yes i have i also noticed the two, the two curling circles yes yeah. that's where i was gonna go i said that curling no you, circles. No, you said I x said, factor well, you said well, learn the skate break i said it in the break you're right I, darren cut me off oh i didn't hear you say that in the break i was eating a I didn't cupcake hear you say that in the break either but the two Whatever. the curling rings we're on the ice. I sure. love it. That yeah. just warmed my heart. That that was that was the observation. Seriously? That, that and that the, was it. And, and the, the guy other, to skate. And yeah. Chapman skating through the screen. No, 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 no. That that guy definitely. Can you skates. skate better than no, that person? I cannot. <laughs> so why couldn't it be you? Because that guy well Because he skated too well. Yeah, he skated too well. The guy in the video I, who was not skating well skated. I, better than Chapman does. I can tell you this. My my kids' school did a like a skate night a couple years ago. And I took them. You know, we had fun. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to hold the, the wall, so that's a good thing. And I don't boards, fall boards. down. Yep. But that's about the extent of it. I have to rest after, like, two or three laps because my ankles and my uh, oh, yeah. knees are killing me. Dude, there's a lot of stress in the body going through that. Ice is slippery. Yeah. I don't I, blame you for that. I think, I think though, I, I, I want to learn to skate. You've been talking about this for a while. I know. And I, I, don't, I checked, I don't, I checked at CNA. They, they didn't have any classes. There's... Come on, well, there's not, public skating every 
every week, day yeah, here. I want to learn how to do it. I don't want to go out there and, and just not fall down. I want to actually learn how How'd to skate. How do you learn how to ride a bike? You fell down a bunch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get out there. Skid Get my out knee there. a couple times. Hey, Chapman, yeah. Chapman. Uh, generally, I, I would think that Darren's doing this just to hurt you, but uh, I think that that's really good advice. No, no, I don't. I, don't I, I did ask Santa Claus for some ice skates, so. You did? Really? Size, size 11. No oh. way. Yeah, hockey skates. Huh. Because I don't want those figure skates. I want, I want the hockey skates, but they look cooler. I'll see if I've got a pair of goalie, spare goalie skates lying around that might fit you. I always thought Mark Andre Fleury had cool goalie skates. They well, look, they look like no, converse. Just, they, they, they might be so... easier for you to stand up on because they're flatter. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why uh, I give them to you. That would be cool. It's, yeah. it's got nothing to do with the cool factor. No, well, you're, they do look cool though. You, no, you could walk out there with the with the coolest skates on the planet, and nobody's gonna be looking at your skates. Yeah, Jack. it's not like skiing where where if you go out on the, the mountain and you have the coolest outfit and you you eat snow the yeah. entire time down the mountain, people are laughing at you. Hey, you, you ever do that? You ever downhill ski? Yeah, yeah. You ever take lessons? Yeah, yeah. In oh, uh, Colorado, and, and we used to we used to go skiing in Vermont when I was a kid. So you took lessons before you went uh, out there on the ski hill. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned the snowplow, all that stuff. But uh, Darren, is there is there anything in life you've done where you've gotten lessons first, or no? You don't see the merit in it. For no, I, I see lessons in golf. Uh, Why? Like, if there was ever a sport that did not require lessons because you're always going to be bad, you're never going yeah, to be good yeah. at the sport, it's golf. Here, Why would here, you even but, do but that? But I that will say this. Throwing uh, away money. When, when it comes to hockey, Literally. I, I, I am, I've come fully around on this. Uh-huh. Once you kind of figure out the standing up and the, the, the stride, like you can get around. You don't have to be great. You don't have to get around. I don't understand why adults don't go to hockey schools. We spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars Fired up. on golf lessons mm-hmm. as middle-aged human beings yeah, I don't. to get better at hitting this, this little golf ball around. Uh-huh. And we don't spend any money on making, uh, getting better at, at, at hockey. And I don't know why we, we don't do that. I love it when I, when I can get uh, the opportunity to be coached a little bit in hockey. And, and we th- the, the, the hockey community at times we can be too cool like why would i do Ooh, that i already yeah. know how to play the game i grew up in the game why would i do that but then i'll go out and i'll pay uh, a golf pro 300 bucks for three lessons mm-hmm. uh, if i get a deal and and still like it might maybe be two strokes better so i i would i would i would encourage people to uh to sign up for an adult hockey clinic and i'll, I'll go there with you when i so learn to skate good. i'm all in I'm all in on that. Wait, okay. what? Well, that's not going to be anytime soon because you just you're just all talk on that. No, no, no. I I, I think it's good exercise too because I know I burn <laughs> a ton of calories and I, I you you think Chapman? No, I know think, based okay, on, based on based on how I feel after like three laps around the ice. Yeah, I know it's it's good exercise. Yeah, I I probably I never took lessons like a cycling, like riding a bike. I, I but I do watch a lot of videos. And I do a lot of uh, reading on it on mm. becoming a better cyclist. Uh, uh, but I have no intentions of being a world-class athlete in that. But I want, I want to learn how to be better and, and do things. So I do a lot of research. But uh, I get intimidated by, by taking lessons. What's the, what's, the, what's the number one cycling nugget that you've found, Darren? Well, like clothing. Really? Is, That's it? it? Is a bi- clothing's a big one. When wow. you're on the, in the saddle for a long time, Man. like having the right, the right clothing, yeah. uh, whether it's the upper or a bib or, or shorts, 
um, uh, how you how you put your shoes uh, into the into the cleats and the and the uh, yeah. and the pedals. Yeah. Uh, being able to, this will be, this will sound strange to you, getting to the point where you're able to instinctively get your your foot out of the the pedal. Yeah. Instead of just tipping over at a red light, <laughs> which, which, I have done multiple times. Yeah. And there's nothing more embarrassing than having somebody roll down their window and say, "Hey, bro, you okay?" And it Sun wasn't Chapman. shining today. <laughs> and it wasn't Chapman. But That's we should all fantastic. we should all take lessons. If if you know if you have a little bit of coaching, mm-hmm. wouldn't you enjoy it more? Why would we not want to enjoy it more? Whether it's tennis, tennis is another one. People spend millions yep. of dollars on tennis lessons, sure, like, because they enjoy it. But then we don't, as adults uh, playing our men's league, we never take uh, ever take a hockey uh, lesson after we're sixteen years old. Huh. That's well, I'm glad. I, I'm glad you went on this tangent because you know what's fun and uh, something that you don't have to pay for is tickets what? that we have to give away. Woo! That's We've good. got a pair of tickets to the Flyers game versus Vegas. Uh, you guys will have to tell me when that is. I don't have it in front of me, but it's, it's December pair. 10th. December 10th, the Philadelphia Flyers versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Caller number 18, 702-876-1340 is the number. Caller number 18. Give us a shout right now, and we'll send you to the Philadelphia Flyers and the Vegas Golden Knights on December 10th, which is next Friday. Uh, make sure that your calendar is cleared. Uh, we'll continue uh, to tee up uh, tonight's game in Arizona. Laurent Brassois going. We'll talk about that for the Vegas Golden Knights, plus uh, an abbreviated but uh, a very valuable one-timers. It's all on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I have a new idea on players when they're slumping, how to turn around their seasons. You ask for a trade. Doesn't doesn't mean you're going to be traded, but you ask for a trade. And then all of a sudden, things are fixed. Uh, I've got two examples for you. One very recent example coming up in the next hour in one-timers. But uh, first up, let's go and chat a little Minnesota Wild with our VGK Insider Show Play of the Day. Erdson played it in. Turned back the other way, and Hartman goes cross-ice with it. Kaprizov. Trying to spin out front. Kaprizov scores! What a move! This is the space in the neutral zone we talked about, Anthony. You can spread him out, get him going cross ice, make him change sides, then let Kaprizov one-on-one. Graves... Usually a solid defender in the plus category. Can't handle the strength as Kaprizov puts in his feet to protect it. Two and ten. Lowers the shoulder. Takes it to the net. Quick hands. Oh, the old two and ten when you put your heels together. When Chapman learns how to skate and he's <laughs> diving around the ice. Dipsy doodly dangling people. I can't wait to see him at uh, two and ten doing that whole Sidney Crosby uh, with the Mohawk turn. Two goals last night for Kirill Kaprizov, and he is uh, grooving right now with nine on the year in 23 games. So he's going to have a better season uh, than he did uh, last year. Uh, I, I, I see him. His goals per game are, are going to be even better, Chapman. Yeah, he, he's really a phenomenal player. And, and, you know, we were talking a little bit in the break, and it's amazing how much difference one player makes for a team. And the difference with him well, in the lineup for the Minnesota Wild as opposed to him not in the lineup, it's like night and day. Oh, no, no. I, I won't even go there. Like, 
wins and losses aside, just watchability. Yeah, well, I'll, oh, so <laughs> much more fun to watch. I'll tune into a Minnesota Wild game now. I wouldn't two years ago. And how so about with all due respect to, uh, to, to everybody else. Uh, Wallace, so uh, we've got uh, more on the Vegas Golden Knights coming up. Uh, Laurent Brossois is going to start. We'll see uh, what other lineup changes Pete DeBoer has in store, and then we'll also bring you one-timers. And, yeah, if you ask for a trade, you turn your season around, and we've got a very recent example of that uh, tickets as well coming up in the next uh, half hour. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.